tonight, what we're going to talk about is we're just going to give God some glory. Amen. We're going to magnify him. I've got a lot of verses out of Psalms. If you ever just think about how good God is and you're like, I just don't have words. I just can't express how awesome he is. Well, go borrow some words from the psalmist David because he knew how to just express his love and his gratitude unto the Lord. And, and I just want to start off by doing that. You know, we, our, our oldest son, he lives down in Southern California with his family on church staff down there and James and Esther and Brant are in Branson and it ha- had actually been two years since they had been together and so the two little ones you know they were just two years old when they last saw each other so it was just awesome to see them connecting and having so much fun and loving one another and I just want to thank God that we were able to do that and I know I sound really tinny right y'all we're working on that okay <laughs> Anyhow, so anyway, we rented this house. Y'all want to hear a funny story? So there was a lot of great things that happened, but we rented this house close to Disneyland. That was, we went there for a couple of days. But the first morning, we all got up and we're like, did you hear that noise? At 5.30 in the morning, it was going, call, call, call. I sat up in the middle of the bed, it was like, what? Am I back on the farm when the roosters used to crow when the sun comes up? But that wasn't quite like a rooster. So I think it was the next day. They had a little pool out there. And John discovered there was a peacock out there in the yard, hopping from fence to fence in the neighborhood. And so we said, that is really strange. Well, John fed the peacock, and it's kind of like a stray cat, I think. So every morning around 530, we hear this, call, 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 wake up call. But this was what was so funny. One of the nights, a couple of nights into the vacation, maybe three nights into it, Lindy gets up and she said, I had the weirdest dream last night about that peacock. I dreamed that it was running around and trying to bite all of us, except for John. It was trying to kiss John. It loved John. And so then we're walking around when we hear the call, call, saying, John, John, John. And that night that Lindy had the dream, the next morning, pastor gets up to go outside. He's going to take one of the cars and work out. I kid you not, the peacock was on John's truck. (laughs) So some sort of revelation there. Don't feed the peacock. It'll fall in love with you. But anyway, you know, it's just good to be able to have time with your family and and to rejoice with them. And and it's awesome to be able to celebrate with our church family. And that's what we've been doing today. It's really a time of, of reflection and thinking about over the past 37 years. And I was thinking about it this afternoon. If we really knew or if we could see in the realm of the spirit, my heart just got touched thinking about A lot of people that have come through these doors, some have moved out of the area, obviously some have gone to other churches, some have moved to heaven. But the lives that have been touched and transformed by the power 
of God. People that have been translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Think about the multitudes, Tony, that have been born again on the streets when people go out and witness. Through the years, the people that have answered the altar calls here. The people that have been healed. The people that have been delivered and set free from bondages. The marriages that have been put back together. It's just on and on and on to God be the glory. Great things he has done. And sometimes, you know, you look at a Sunday night or you look at a Wednesday night, you think, oh, not very many people are here. But everything that happens through Heart of the Bay Christian Center isn't happening even on a service. It's happening through people like you that are out there on a daily basis touching people with the love of God. And I just want to say thank you, Jesus, for letting us be a part of what you're doing in the Bay Area. Every single life that has been touched by the love of God. We have a part in that. I think about that song that used to be the theme song to the partners with Kenneth Hagin Ministry. And I couldn't ever watch that video or hear that song without crying. Because it was thank you for giving to the Lord. I am alive. That was changed. And it would have pictures of these people all around the world. And you might say, well, but I've never been to that nation. This church has sown many seeds into other nations of the world. And you may have somebody come up to you from the Philippines. You may have somebody come up to you from Nigeria. You may have somebody come up to you from Samoa when we get to heaven and say, thank you for giving to the Lord. I was a life that was changed because you sowed your precious seed of finances and of prayer. Amen. Amen. Has the last 37 years always been easy? Well, has the last 37 years of your life always been easy? I know Sia was looking at me like I'm not 37, but however old you are. (laughs) We've all had opportunities And as a church family, as a pastoral staff, we've all had opportunities to have some setbacks. We've all had opportunities where there has been a mountain staring us in the face. But you know what we've learned to do? It's a choice. We've learned not to magnify the mountains, but magnify the mountain mover. Hallelujah. Our eyes have been upon the Lord, just like yours have. If you've ever faced a situation that maybe you don't have the answer to, or you don't know what to do. I know Ingrid's been with us in in many meetings in the office where, you know, that's kind of like, well, we're balancing this with more month than money. Has anybody ever faced that? But what do we do? We don't sit there and cry. Many times we're just like, well, we're just going to believe God. And you know, he's never failed us yet. Hallelujah. We don't magnify the mountains. We magnify the mountain mover. So if I had a title tonight, it would be, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Hallelujah. So I looked up the word magnify like I do. I like to look up words. Apparently the kids, when we were playing Boulder Dash, said I like to make up words, but you know, 
magnify, to make greater in size, status, importance, to enlarge, to exalt, to raise on high, to elevate, to lift up. I like that so much, I got to repeat some of them. Do y'all like that? To magnify, to make greater in size, status, to enlarge, to exalt, to raise on high, to elevate, to lift up. Now we all know that the Lord God never changes. He's not going to get any bigger than he already is because he doesn't need to. Amen. Amen. (laughs) HDO. H-T-O. <laughs> there I go again, making up my own words. <clears throat> he doesn't need to get any bigger. He's always been God. He will forever be God. He never changes. He's always the same. But did you know he can get bigger in our eyes? He doesn't need to change, but we need to change. Oftentimes, we need to see him Bigger than what we are. We look at a situation sometimes and we're like, whoa, that's so big. It's not too big for God. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let's not magnify the situation. Let's magnify the Lord. And as we magnify and exalt him... He doesn't get bigger, but our perspective of him, our view of him, we start exalting him. And all of a sudden it's like, (coughs) excuse me, God, you're awesome. You're vast. Whoa, God, you're the most high God. There is no God like our God. There's no other God that is even alive. Our God is alive. Hallelujah. And nothing is too difficult for him. So I mentioned the Psalms. So we're going to just, we're going to read quite a few Psalms tonight. Are you all good with that? We'll start in Psalms 34, verse 1 through 3 out of the New King James. I will bless the Lord at all times. I don't know if I have the right one up there. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Now just read this part with me. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Can we just do that for a minute? We magnify you, Lord. We exalt your name in this place. Your name is to be exalted. Your name is above every other name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now I like in verse 3 out of the NLT it says, Come, let us tell of the Lord's greatness. Let us exalt His name together. Let's tell of His greatness. We shouldn't be ashamed to talk about how big our God is. The wonderful things that he does. You know, people magnify and they glorify people. 
in the earth. I have nothing against the warriors. Yay for the warriors. But Steph Curry is not Jesus. He does love Jesus. And I'm thankful for that. Kevin Durant is not God. You know, we can't exalt people and put them in the place due to God. Not that those guys want that, but people will do that. People people lift people up and put them in this place that they're not even human. Yes, they are human, but our God is not human. Let's tell of God's greatness. Let's not spend all of our time talking about how terrible things are in the world. The world is not a wonderful, lovely place. Sin is abounding here without a doubt. But where sin does abound, his grace does much more abound. And I don't want to talk about the devil did this and the devil did that. You know, we we used to have testimony services every Sunday night in our church. And it was told that this one lady got out and was talking about all the things that had happened to her during the week. The devil did this. He made me sick. And the devil did that. And you know, he's been after me all week. Bless his holy name. No, we're not here to talk about the devil been after us all week and bless his holy name. We're not going to bless the devil. And his name is not holy. When you write the devil, do it in small, teeny, teeny little letters. Don't capitalize the D. Don't capitalize the S. If you write Satan or the devil, do it in the tiniest font possible. Because they're little. They're itty bitty. But our God is great. Hallelujah. Great and greatly to be praised. Tell of his greatness. Don't be ashamed to brag on God. Woo! Go to work and say, you know what happened to me? I tell you, God did this for me and God did that for me and my God is great. My God is awesome. Little kids like to play that that game. My daddy's stronger than your daddy. My daddy's bigger than your daddy. I was so blessed. I don't think there's anything more joyous as a parent than watching your own kids with their kids. We were in Disneyland. Somebody got this picture of John had Lucy's hand. Lucy and Eden were inseparable. They had each other's hand. And James had Eden's hand. And they're walking through Disneyland. With their little girls. And if the little girls get tired, daddy picks up the little girls. And you could just see they admiring their daddy. We ought to be like that with our father God. We ought to know that we are safe. We are secure in his loving arms. Amen. And maybe you didn't have a great dad in the natural, but you're in a new family now. And there's no dad here on earth that can compare to daddy, daddy God. Hallelujah. Tell and talk of his greatness. He's to be praised. He's to be blessed. He's to be glorified. Amen. Bless the Lord. Bless means praise and glorify him. Don't curse him. Don't blame him for bad things that happen in your life. 
there's something that just, oh, my spirit just get, I can't stand it. If we're watching something on TV or in a movie or whatever, and they start damning the name of the Lord, I have to leave. We're not going to curse the name of our God. We're going to bless his holy name. Years ago, John Osteen, who happens to be Joel Osteen's father. He's, John's been in heaven for many years. Wonderful pastor, great man of God. And he was in an elevator one time. And in this elevator, these guys were in there. I don't know if they were drinking or whatever, been drinking. And they were all using all these horrible words. They were cursing and damning the name of the Lord. He couldn't take it any longer. He lifted up his hands and started saying, praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I bless his name. And they all backed up against the wall. What are you doing? He said, you're cursing him. I'm blessing him. I demand equal time, he said. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Bless the name of the Lord. Amen. That's one thing that I love about Heart of the Bay. We are a church that knows how to bless and magnify and praise the Lord. There's such a corporate anointing in here. I'm so thankful for Pastor Tom and the worship team and the musicians, even tonight. I'm telling you, the presence of the Lord, it'll quicken you. It'll change you. It'll lift you up. And when you can do this anytime at home, but there's something about that corporate anointing in worship. It brings us to a higher dimension. I heard someone say that worship and praise, it's like getting, uh, it's getting us on the bus that ushers us into God's presence. And I'm telling you, I felt like I got on the bus tonight. We went somewhere in worship and praising the Lord. HBC is a presence driven church, presence based church. That means, of course, we always, the word always comes first. But the Bible says the word and the spirit agree. So not only do we have the word, we've got the spirit. We've got the presence. Hallelujah. And I'm thankful for that. Because when you have the word and you have the spirit, you're going to have signs and wonders. You're going to have what I was talking about in the beginning. You're going to have lives that are changed. Hallelujah. In this place, it has been our divine purpose to make sure that Jesus is glorified. And Pastor Tom, thank you so faithfully all these years for leading us into worship and not getting our eyes on a man or a woman, but just always pointing us to the Lord. We thank you for that. God bless you. Amen. You don't see that everywhere. Some places, you know, we don't need to go into it, but some places are more like a, a dance off or a concert or something. But here... Thank you, Jesus. PT's always directing us to look up to Jesus. Presence-based. I love it. In Psalms 29, verse 9, this one in the King James, because I like how it reads in the King James. The voice of the Lord maketh 
the hinds to calf and discovereth the forest and in his temple doth everyone speak of his glory. Let's change it to read like this. And in this temple doth everyone speak of his glory. When people visit here at Heart of the Bay, when people attend on a regular basis, we don't ever want them to, you know, say, oh, you're so wonderful. It's fine to tell Pastor Mark or whoever's ministering the word. Great job. That word really touched my life. That's awesome to encourage one another like that. But ultimately, when people come or they're ministered to, we want it to be about them experiencing him. We want them to leave speaking of his presence. His presence was there. His presence through the word of God touched my heart. Amen. Lifted me and encouraged me. Amen. That's what it's about, isn't it? He touched me. He touched me. And oh, the joy (laughs) that filled my soul. Something happened. And now I know. He touched me and made me whole. Is that the right word? You know that song? He touched me. That's what should be happening. When we come to church through the word, you ought to sense something. We walk by faith and not by sight. But folks, this precious word is alive and when something is alive and you come in contact with it it's going to change you it's going to touch you deep within your spirit the word the spirit and the worship we ought to be changed and you might think well you know i've been a christian for 50 years i've been a christian for way longer than 50 years Ben Pastor said, I'm awesome. I know I am, but you know, I got a ways to go. (laughs) We all need to be touched. We all need to be changed. Hallelujah. And we can't do it by ourselves. We're changed from one degree of glory unto the next, even through what the presence of the Lord changes us. Amen. So we're going to continue to talk about how awesome God is because he's the one getting the glory in this place. Another passage in Psalms. Can you handle? Well, yeah, you go. a lot more to go here. Psalms 145, 1 through 7. I'm going to read this out of the NLT and up in the booth there. I'll probably stop and comment. You just follow along. Verse 1. I will exalt you, my God and King. And praise your name forever and ever. I will praise you every day. Yes, I will praise you forever. Did you praise the Lord today? If you haven't, let's just do it for a minute. Praise the name of the Lord. This is the day that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I will praise and exalt you today, tonight, tomorrow, and every day. Amen. Praise him every day. Then verse 3. 
great is the Lord. I love this phrase. He is most worthy of praise. No one can measure his greatness. Most worthy. I like that because that may not even be good English. He's the mostest worthiest. (laughs) What was it? More, most, mostest. (laughs) No one deserves the praise like our God. And then it says his greatness cannot be measured. You can't, there's no end. We know there's no end to God's love. His love is everlasting. There's no end. But there's also no end to his greatness. Folks, we're hooked up with something really big here. We're hooked up with the mostest, highestest. (laughs) You get the point? There's no one higher. There's no one greater. And he's our father. Hallelujah. No one compares to him. And then it goes on verse 4. Let each generation tell its children of your mighty acts. Let them proclaim your Let each generation tell its children of your mighty acts. Hallelujah. Each generation, you and I, we need to talk of these things to our children. We need to let them know how awesome our God is. Our children and our children's children. Amen needs to be passed down from one generation to the next. We need to include our kids in our worship time unto God. We're worshiping God because he's so awesome. We need to bring them in, our kids, our grandkids. If we're praying and believing God for something, bring them in on it. Give them the praise report. Look what the Lord hath done. We serve a God who hears and answers prayer. Our God is the most high God. I can tell you by personal experience. If you will get your kids in the presence of the Lord, get your grandkids in an atmosphere like is here at Heart of the Bay, over in the classrooms with the kids, with the youth, whatever. Bring them to church. Get them in the presence of the Lord. And when they are touched by Him and they experience what you have experienced, they're not going to doubt Whether God is real. I know the world is crazy. I know that the enemy is vibing for the attention of our kids. And and many are leaving the church and this and that. But they don't have to. If they come in contact with what is happening here. And churches that are glorifying the name of the Lord. They're not going to want to go out into the world. I didn't go out. And experience things in the world. And I used to think, I don't have a testimony. But you know what? On Sunday night, on a regular basis, I would get tanked up at the altar, full of the Holy Ghost. My friends, I'll go to school, on, you know, in high school, talk about what they did over the weekend. I have this hangover. You know, I chewed tobacco and I smoked this. And 
I drank Coors beer. That's what cowboys drank. But you know what? I didn't need that stuff because I had the real. So did Pastor Tom. We had the Holy Ghost new wine. It's so fine. It's so fine. I do not know where I was going with that. Oh, yeah. If your kids get them full of the Holy Ghost, get them in the presence of the Lord. And then it's not going to be so appealing to pull them out into the world. Amen. The real is much, much better. Hallelujah. Well, let's get back to the word. Jesus, help me. (laughs) Verse 5. I will meditate on your majestic, glorious splendor and your wonderful miracles. Your all-inspiring deeds will be on every tongue. I will proclaim your greatness. Hallelujah. So I looked up some synonyms for awe, which I really like. Admiration, amazement, astonishment, and wonder. When's the last time that God did something so awesome that you went, whoa, Ah, look what the Lord hath done. We were down there at Disneyland. The other folks, they went back one night. But of course, Grammy, Grammy got a gold star. I stayed with Olivia. And we were watching the fireworks. And you hear all these, ah, when something, no, that sounded more like the peacock. (laughs) But Oh, there's all and there's wonder when you see something so beautiful and so breathtaking. It just will take your breath away. That ought to be how we think about God. You're all inspiring deeds. Hallelujah. Woo-hoo. Will be on every tongue. Folks, did you know that the day is coming? Every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. The day is coming when this world is not going to be like it is now. When God, hallelujah, whoo, hallelujah, sends Jesus back. Glory be to God. And people will know he is the great God. He is the most high God. He is the only true and living God. Then it goes on here. Verse 7. Everyone will share the story of your wonderful goodness. They will sing with joy about your righteousness. Every one of us has a story to tell. You know, like I said in the beginning, while ago, that sometimes you think, well, I, I don't have much of a testimony. I don't have a story to tell. Listen, share your story and give God glory. Amen. Just tell what he's done for you and then say what he's done for me. He'll do for you. Life stories and testimonies are still the most effective way for people coming 
into the kingdom of God. They want to know that our God is a personal God. And when they see that somebody has a personal relationship with him, that you talk to him every single day, that he leads you, that he guides you, that he gives you joy unspeakable and full of glory, that he gives you peace that the world didn't give and it can't take away. That's going to cause people to want to know who we know, who we serve, share your story. Give him glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Everyone, it says, will share the story of your wonderful goodness. Amen. And you can't go around and tell people, you know, God's so good. God's so awesome. If you're acting like a grouch, don't say anything. If you're grouchy and grumpy all the time. I went to church on Sunday. We have service next week. You want to come with me? No. Just wait till you get your smile back on. Wait till you get your happy back on. Wait till you stir up the joy of the Lord. People are not looking for a grump and a grouchy to follow. They're looking for people that are happy. Full of peace. Full of joy. Amen. Hallelujah. Now let's see. Where were we? Let's look over at Psalms 107. Got just a few more here. Certainly. Psalms 107. Verse 1 and 2. New King James. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. For he is good. For his mercy endures forever. We're adding another little phrase here. We know God's good, but this says, For His mercy endures forever. Verse 2. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom He has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. This is an exhortation for us to give thanks to God for His mercy endures forever. If you've ever experienced the mercy of God, let's just say so. So, Lyndon, <laughs> it says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. How many of you are redeemed? Say so. So, amen. <laughs> there ought to be some people saying some so in here. All right. Then down to verse eight and nine. Oh, That men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he satisfies the longing soul and he fills the hungry soul with goodness. If you were to read this entire psalm, you would see in three more places he uses that same phrase. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord. I think he's emphasizing we need to give thanks to the Lord. Amen. Amen. And why? Because he's good. He is good. He is not bad. He is a good, good father. Amen. Magnifying his goodness is wonderful. And being thankful and blessing his holy name. You know what else it does? 
it opens up the floodgates of his goodness to bless us in our lives. Let me show you that in Psalms 31, verse 19 out of the NLT. How great is the goodness that you have stored up for those who fear you. You lavish it on those who come to you for protection, blessing them before the watching world. I like that word lavish. It means this, to bestow profusely, to produce in abundance, marked by excess. excess. How many of you like to eat a dry baked potato? How many of you like to eat popcorn without butter? Mm-hmm. Not the same. We need to lavish our butter on our baked potato. Lavish butter on your popcorn. This is what this verse is saying. This is what God wants to do for us. He wants to lavish his goodness upon those that trust him. Who in here trusts the Lord? Who in here takes refuge in him? Who in here is going to magnify him above all else? Then you are a candidate to be lavished with the goodness of our God. God does not want us to magnify the problems, the test, the things that come against us. But he wants us to magnify him. Let me give you one more verse here in Colossians chapter 3 verse 2 out of the message. Don't shuffle along eyes to the ground absorbed with the things right in front of you but look up and be alert to what is going on around Christ. That's where the action is. See things from his perspective. It is so easy to be absorbed with the problem. Looking down at everything going on around us. But this verse says, look up. What are we looking up to? Look up. Look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Look up. Look unto him. Look away from the things that would distract. Stop magnifying those. Stop being so absorbed with those. And magnify the Lord. How many of you will magnify the Lord with me? Amen. Magnifying the Lord works like a magnet. What does a magnet do? A magnet draws things to itself. So as we magnify him, he's lifting us up. He's drawing us up into his glorious presence. Amen. I rest my case tonight. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let's all stand.